good, people. On a glorious, glorious wintry mix aftermath day. It's Reg. It's Stone. And welcome to Talk to Music. I feel like we should have like <laughs> like nice, beautiful classical music in the background <laughs> come in there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me ideas. <laughs> or free jazz. You know, get an NPR voice. <laughs> oh gosh. So, Sir Stone, what have you been listening to this oh, week? Oh, man. You know what? I've been listening to a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I'm trying to think. So, I, I, sent you the, I texted you this, this, this one uh, thing called Everything is Recorded. Yes. Which is this compilation that um, this cat, um, who is uh, Richard Russell... Who is the founder of Excel Recordings? Yes, and apparently, you know, his is just like his side project when he's not like being a label boss. This is his Puff Daddy No Way Out album. <laughs> Shiny shoot man dancing all in the video. <laughs> exactly, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, it's actually kind of cool because like XL, if you don't know, is like British record label that's responsible for like everybody from Dizzy Rascal to Adele to the XX to, you know, all these cats. Like apparently they do like all like Frank Ocean's European distribution. Yeah. You They're know, one like, of those weird labels where it's like they aren't a major label technically, but oh gosh, the, the, the champagne and caviar dreams, the cocaine flowing <laughs> through the office. I mean, Adele is just yeah. literally paying all of their kids <laughs> and grandkids college tuition <laughs> on the real <laughs> And you know this cat apparently just he makes this album, and it's like Sanfa's on there. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Kamasi Washington's on on there. Sid from the Internet's on there. Oh, dope! And I'm just kind of like, yo, what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I stumbled upon the Sanfa song because like there's I think someone was saying, oh, it's a new Sanfa track that just dropped. I was like, oh, a new Sanfa track in 2018. Um, and we already, Reg and I already disputed this online uh, this week. I think it's the best, the, the two or three tracks he dropped is like the best Sampha stuff I've heard in the past couple years. No, no. And <laughs> th- 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 there, was a, there was a lost podcast where me and Stone <laughs> actually sat there and came to blows <laughs> as two black men who drank way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I am pro sad Sanfa. Obviously, Mr. Stone is against sad Sanfa. I, you know, I'm just saying that sad Sanfa doesn't work for me. Like on the on these tracks, like Sanfa's hype. He's kind of doing this like quasi rap thing. I'm like, yo, I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel like I don't and, have and still having the sad Sanfa voice. But I get it though, because he came out the gate, you know, like doing all that like stuff with subtract, and yeah. you know, like it was very just like a return to like this dope club music. Yeah. And then the only thing is maybe it's something with the water over there. Like same thing with like fucking um, what's his name, uh, the ghost, Mr. James Blake, where they came out like doing like this club music. Yeah. And pivoted straight hard to sing a songwriter. Yeah. Which to me is in totally different sides of them all. Yeah. Like you figure you kind of do like more pop stuff, more EDM stuff. It's like, no, I'm a straight, you know, we're going Elton John in this bitch right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not mad. Like I, I think and it's funny too, because like he has probably mo- one of the most unique voices in music, which you either love or hate. It, it's very, I don't know. It's, 
it's it's kind of like a chopped and screwed Anita Baker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super baritone. <laughs> you know? And super kind of slow. It's a bit off tempo. And I think like when you have that voice over sad and kind of piano music, it just it takes me out. But uh, yeah, there's, there's two or three tracks on that are, you know, kind of upbeat, more hip-hop, R&B. And like Sanford's doing the thing. And, you know... Like this dude is a producer. Apparently, he's kind of like a Mark Ronson, or like I, he's. Not, I don't. I wouldn't even want to put him on that level because, like, I have a lot of problems with his album. But like, you know, you could tell when a producer and an artist click. Yeah. You know, and I think like, the three Sanford tracks on this this compilation click. Everything else is just kind of like no. Oh, <laughs> is he making the beats? Is is he? Just, I think he's yeah. He's making the beats oh, and shit. like yeah. He's doing Good all the production. And, you know. Um, but you know, like he had Kamasi Washington on a couple tracks, and Kamasi kind of came in, like literally underused. Like it felt like Kamasi like woke up and like just started playing some some sax, and then oh. like sent him the MP3. Well, you know, you know let him get that check. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giggs is on this album. Uh, who uh, I don't know. Most people in America don't know Giggs, but. Gigs is like a uh, grime, grime superstar. Them. Grime them. <laughs> who I cannot take seriously. Uh, he was on the Drake's More Life album, I think. Um, He's got some dope tracks, though. I remember I, I fell into a grime hole one time, and I just kind of started letting things like play for like hours, and then... Like he had, I forget, I don't even remember the specifics, but he 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 can spit. Like he's he's a fun, dope like rhyme rapper. Yeah, he's he's funny, but yeah. I also think he's kind of one note. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. A lot of rap, like two changes, one note. But still, it's as long as that note is fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's on this album. Um, I'm trying to think. There's this cat. I can't even pronounce this dude's name. Uh, I'm not gonna like it, the, the track's called "She Said." It was actually pretty dope too. Um, like so, half the tracks are kind of dope, and then the other half, half of the tracks are just kind of like missing the mark, um, which kind of kind of sucks. But I, I think also too, this is like a compilation. It wasn't really. I don't think they're trying to win, win Grammys. I yeah, they're just trying to like. I think this dude is just like, oh, I had a stressful day at the office. Let me make some music and call up like Sampha. Let me call up Gigs. You know, what's Kamasi doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Which is cool. Like, maybe, and maybe that's why they're, like, for indie, they're, they're, they're so goddamn successful. Yeah. It's because he's, he's still a musician. Like, maybe it's like he's got probably, maybe it's, for some reason, that creativity still lets him, you know, A, like, hop on Adele when nobody cared, you know, to go yeah. out there, you know, private jets, and at the same time have, like, you know, Kamasi Washington pop on the track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's beautiful. Like, and, and I think, like, well, like, I think that's my, my biggest takeaway. It's like, yo, this is, this is, yeah, this is why they're so successful. Like they, like this cat knows, even if he doesn't know how to produce and use certain artists, he knows like, you know, like what those artists represent and what they stand for and like who's hot and who's going to, you know, so uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, man? What are you going to do? Uh, I, I dipped, I fell into the, the, the trap hole and I, and I've listened to him before. It's a dude named, um, Hoodrich Pablo Juan. And then, um, it, did he get his name from the rap name generator? <laughs> Probably got his name from the rap name generator. <laughs> <laughs> I look, it worked for Childish Gambino, so you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at it, but <laughs> yeah, but I don't. <laughs> anyway, which is still, which is still a horrible name. And and the thing is, I feel bad for him because 
Like, it, think about how, like, you know, you're a dude, you come out there, you've got this great funk album, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. winning Grammys, and you're winning the Grammys under Childish Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's your claim to fame. <laughs> I mean, he could he 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 could always go to Donald Glover. Like I think he he's one of the few people that you know he he has that duality now. We have like people know him by his stage name and they know him by his government name. Like there's not a lot of, not a lot of people like that. Yeah, but you know what it is? It's like like Sly and the Family Stone, Parliament Funkadelic, Childish Gambino. Like it, it, <laughs> if you got a funk band. <laughs> Like, you want to have a dope-ass name? Childish Gambino? Mm. You know, I mean, it's. I feel like his whole rap career kind of started off as a joke. And, you know... And he just joked himself into... You know, you can't you, you can't back away. <laughs> into you one can't of the back premier. away. Not now he's a serious artiste. <laughs> Grammy-nominated. Yeah, I am sure. Emmy-winning. Emmy-winning, yeah. Know, oh, like... <laughs> the greatest polymath ever. <laughs> But uh, but uh, but yeah, like Hoodrich, right? So with Hoodrich, what's interesting is because you you kind of see the bubble up, like yeah, like if you if you, I, I'm pretty sure in Atlanta, like right now, you just pull a kid off the street and he can tell you who the next big rappers are gonna be in like two years from now. Yeah. So he's one of those dudes where he's been blowing up for a couple of years. Um, he hasn't crossed over yet. But it's a matter of time. Like yeah. like he's been you know doing big collaborations. He was hopping on Migos tracks early late last year. And the only way I could describe him is like he's uh he's like two chains, but less animated with the punchlines. So it's still <laughs> he's got the same punchlines, but he's just you know too lean up to be interested into like actually you know emphasizing yeah. them. Yeah. The reason why I would listen to it was the fact of there was this uh, French producer named Prudinsky mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago, and then you know like French French house stuff like a lot of heavy synths, just Word. like club shit. Yeah. So he's been producing tr- like trap as of late. So for some reason they dropped a collaborative album, and the thing is, I won't say it's as good as Hoodridge's stuff, but yeah. it's still pretty damn dope. Yeah, and it reminds me of for some reason, like maybe about 2010, Gucci Mane had a project that was done by fucking Diplo. Oh yeah, the the free Gucci Mane mixtape where yep. it's like somehow in somebody's mind these these EDM producers and Gucci Mane are a perfect fit. fit. Yeah. Which probably actually Sally now would be perfect now, 2018. Oh yeah. But uh but yeah, so it's similar there where so he comes in and he's got these heavy synths. So since he's got a, like a playful rap style, like like the two chains, he can't really go too hard. So he's gotta play back a little bit. And the synths can't go too hard because at the same time it's still supposed to be like Atlanta, like trap hip hop shit. Yeah. So he's gotta have to play both ways. So the thing is it's it's dope. Like it's solid. Like like to me it's not as hitting as some of his own solo singles per se mm-hmm. but the fact he's able to kind of squish these lanes and do it and it's probably the best thing i've heard for one particular reason this motherfucker actually got it mastered <laughs> like no longer the macbook shit because i guess because he's got to go to the dance producer and you know he probably gives him the tracks recorded on the cell phone underwater yeah. and shit so it's actually like when the bass hits everything is crisp wow. like almost yeezus crisp Wow. And it makes you and and so sometimes like because I, I like I said I was going to a whole Hoodrich fucking hole and it's like jarring just like oh shit you know yeah this fucking song is hitting but it sounds like it was fucking recorded and fucking you know somebody's fart back into fucking <laughs> this shit whereas it's fucking it's this crystal fucking clear and it, it is kind of just kind of and what's interesting is the fact of like we've got all this fucking tech 
Yeah. But niggas is not mastering shit nowadays. No, no. no. But I mean, look, do you... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's cats who can, like, make coin off of unmastered tracks. So... But you can't even, you know, give sign to your homie, give him a pound of weed for about two or three days. <laughs> but does your homie know how to master? But still, I, I figure it literally feels like... And it's great because you got into that thing where it's like, yo, I made this dope track. I'm sending you the fucking MP3s. You record it. Bing, bang, boom. We're out of here. But it's it's kind of, it gets, after a while, it gets sonically jarring because it's like, yo, it sounds like shit. And then the thing is, and it it's, it even affects the club to a certain extent. Because oh, yeah. if you're DJing, suddenly when that track comes and you got to oh, do a whole bunch of knob yeah, turning just man. to make it fucking sound move the rest everything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit comes in crazy distorted. Like fucking the levels are like oh, fucking 5,000. You know, I hate I, I hate I don't I don't think I hate anything worse than the unmastered track being played at the club. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing you can ever hear. And it doesn't knock. It's like the bass kind of kicks in, but it's not really that bassy. And then fucking it sounds and then, and then obviously if it's if it's a hot song, people are amped. Yeah. But you don't really feel that same kind of like oh I'm a you know that that face punch that you get where fucking. It's a dopely mastered track. No, I feel you. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think we're kind of the minority. You know, like I, I wonder how many, like trap fans and mumble rapper fans really care about mastering. But that's the thing. Look here, I'm, I'm, I'm pleading <laughs> to the crowd. Like y'all, y'all driving around. You know what I'm saying? Got that system on deck. You know what I'm saying? That loud. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna drive around and shit. Maybe holler at some fucking girls. If y'all have that master track, <laughs> it's a whole other experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, same with how you go to your mommy's house and then fucking she got the old school fucking fat TV, <laughs> that CRT television, and it's like, yo, I used to watch this shit. Like, how Like how did I live back then? And you go home to the big flat screen, you know what I'm saying? No, I That's feel- the way it's, you know, you could listen to the music, but God damn it. I, I feel you. I feel you. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ain't nothing worse, man. <laughs> You SoundCloud rappers out there, uh, just, like I said, it's all, just get, get some good headphones, put it on, you know, make it sound crisp. But yeah, no, a lot of Hood Rich, a lot of, and then what's interesting is the fact of, and even though he's a dope dude, the next dude to come out of, like, he's going to blow up, it's interesting how, like, long that trap has lasted, like, and you still have new acts coming out every yeah. day and still blowing up, and the cycle, like, it's still, the cycle still hasn't changed, and it's kind of crazy to me where... It feels like I don't know, like what's bubbling. Because even SoundCloud rap, there was a point where you thought it was gonna be like Clams Casino, more druggy, slower. Yeah. Now the trap train continues on. I was I was on the train back from um, Long Island visiting my parents. So deep in White World, deep, deep. And then uh, so on the train, I hear the, those hi hats, the hi hats you we all recognize yeah. going to five thousand BPM. And I look up, and it's a whole bunch of suburban like 22 year old white girls dancing the fuck out of fucking some trap and it's like shit it's just like fucking like it's so it's so such a part of the pop culture now you can't really do anything about it like it's it's just here yeah i mean and i mean just going back to that though i mean i think if like those girls would dance anything that's popular in black true <laughs> <laughs> So, it would have been Kid Cudi five years ago. Yeah, like five, Kanye, five, six years ago, yeah. it was like Kid Cudi, like it was Kanye, it was, you know, like whatever. So, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, trap, trap is not going anywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about like how it's going to mature and how it's, how it's going to progress, or if it is just going to be the same thing. My problem with trap is 
you can take these artists in and out, and I wouldn't even know. You can interchange the artists sometimes, and like I would not know. Yeah, no, know? I can't disagree with that. Um, like you got your standouts, so your young thug is very distinct. Yeah. Your future is, re- but even your future would argue was distinct. But then look at fucking designer who made one of the greatest future songs of all time. Like that still pumps now. Of course. And then, but the crazy thing is that was one of the biggest biter songs I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Panda is just, if if there's awards, hip hop awards to be handed out, one of the greatest all time bites of all time. Yeah. But you know, even, even now I feel like maybe that song kind of pushed future to kind of go into a different direction. Cause post Panda future was way more kind of like, you know, he was using more flutes and being more melodic and being like, you know, more anthems and more, you know, and I think like he kind of saw that maybe and just decided to pivot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but even with like somebody like designer, I, you know, I, it, it's kind of weird for me. Like, and I, I think we had this conversation too. It's like, sometimes I listen to like a, a nice EDM track and then a mumble rapper comes on and I'm just like, shit. <laughs> But that's the thing. I you think, know? yeah, going back to the, the hood rich shit, I think it's just, they're like, oh, well, the story these dudes on. And I mean, in that case, it was a, a they, both guys met kind of halfway, which is good. But a lot of times it's kind of like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. Like, yeah it's, it, and it's kind of wonky. Like I saw Diplo and uh, Dram have a track. I saw a video. And I was like, all right, this kind of works. But it's kind of not a good look for either one of them. Yeah. lo and behold, if you had to look at Diplo's, like, obviously, you know, He's known as the EDM pop dude, but yeah. he's had some bangers. Like yeah. on the low, I know, he, he's, he's had a lot of bangers. Yeah, and even stuff like he's produced. Like what did he did? He, he did run the worlds with Beyonce, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's got some shit where he's done some dope shit. So it's weird where fucking it just feels like when those dudes kind of put like like the meaning of the minds there is just a bad idea. Yeah, it's just bad music. So is Dippo coming out a new album? I guess so. He's because I, yeah. uh, he had that track with Santa Gold and yeah. uh, Lil Yai, which is actually not that bad. It's not that bad. It's I was very surprised. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yachty's like like not annoying, which is for first. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you guys don't know, so I guess Diplo, like Santa Gold, start posting on Instagram about this new track, and I thought it was gonna be a Santa Gold track because Santa Gold is made for life, but. It actually is more of a Yachty track. Yeah. Where Santa Go has like a hook uh, uh, and like a verse. And Yachty's just basically singing for like the last two verses. And it's actually not that bad. Yeah, like, no. And I think that goes back to like when you have a producer and an artist who click. And like there's a click there that just may happen. But know? Diplo, I feel like, has been with uh, Santa Go for a minute. Because remember how they were on that word MIA kind of camp? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, 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 they both kind of came up together in the yeah, Philly scene. So. Yeah. So there's that synergy that's their natural. And then, you know, little Yachty, you know, all you have to do is give him his ADD drugs. And then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's good. <laughs> I'm happy for little Yachty because I, I feel like out of all the trap rappers, I kind of want him to win just because, like, of his, his spirit. And you know his his, his kind of demeanor is I think is is is, is needed, um, but he kind of took some L's. Yeah, and 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 people kind of forget it's it's Liliati was doing some underground shit. Like obviously not underground the way we know. Yeah. But like a lot of his early Liliati stuff, I would know him when he was working with like Venus X and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I would hear him. It wasn't like some dude he just kind of came fully formed out of like you know some record label idea. He was doing shit. You know, like some of those early videos. 
were kind of cool and kitschy, but only because they could afford like cool and kitschy. Yeah. So he was somebody where he was definitely somebody, you know, definitely DIY. So I can't really be mad at him, like him blowing up. You know, it's easy to clown because, you know, some of those songs were kind of silly. But even then, the silliness is, is it, it, it's, I ain't doing that shit. A lot of dudes are trying to do like silly rap songs and they fucking failed. Like, yeah. It, there's, there's genius to the madness. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I mean, like, <laughs> Broccoli is probably like the best silly rap song ever in a long time. Yeah. Because silly rap, like, it died. And died like a horrible death. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know. <laughs> niggas don't smile. Niggas don't dance. <laughs> so, so you know, you have like Yachty and Dram and like these cats kind of coming out. And it's like, you know, I'm going to be silly. I'm going to be funny. Like, there's more dimensions to this, to our experience, you know, even in the trap, you know. So, yeah, I'm not mad at it. And I, I think like, again, like Diplo is somebody I'm not mad at either because he's, he's, people call him a culture vulture. I think that's a really good assessment, but he actually knows what he's doing. You know, like he knows how to pull like those aspects of the culture out <laughs> and, and create great shit. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then he's been doing it. It's, it's kind of hard because at the same time, like he's kind of, and, and I hate to say it like this, but he's giving them, and you may argue that they did not need to be exposed, but he's giving them exposure. Like, yeah. 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 And, and you know, and it's weird. Like people make the argument of not that they didn't would need to be exposed, but just more of why is Diplo the person in, you know who's supposed to be the white savior to kind of do this? Well, come on, because you, you have know? to put a white face on something. Like that's that's obvious, and that's and that's a game, yeah. and that's a game, and, and it's sad because <laughs> it's like there's a reason why, like you know, there was I remember like Bael Funk parties where you know you had you had this Brazilian hood music and it popped up, and, and not to be funny. The only reason why I was able to fucking go to a party like that and we have like a set of that spun was probably because of fucking Diplo. Oh, of course. Which sucks because you would it want sucks. the artist to kind of, you know, make it on their own. But it's a great big white world. You know, as long as somebody's cutting the checks and they're getting a cut for it, I really can't be mad. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's still much better than, you know, I, I don't think it's a situation of where, you know, we're back in like the 30s and 40s where, you know, you'd have the black race record and then a white artist comes and cuts a brand new one. Yeah. Like, at least, like, you have Major Lazer, people are, there's other, there's names involved. Like I said, as long as those checks go to the bright people, yeah. you know, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he, he tours with a lot of those, those cats, too. Like, he'll bring them on tour and yeah. things like that. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, super mad Diplo. Uh, I, I guess he's coming out with a new album, which I'm, uh, I mean, we'll we'll see. But um, cool. So what else do you listen to? Well, I, we've all been listening to the new Jay-Z. Actually, let me, let me put it in order of importance. Beyonce, <laughs> DJ Khaled, <laughs> future Jay-Z song. I'm not listening to that. <laughs> I, I've been under a rock, apparently. No, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. This because future is kind of pure, like literally autopilot. It's not bad, but he's just doing the future sing song thing. He's, he's been on autopilot yeah. for like a while. Yeah, which is, but uh, I thought he was kind of fixed because Maxoff was dope. And he had those that R and B album too, so I feel like he's trying to pivot a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but that 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 uh, verse on the, the Black Panther album. Oh yeah, was like oh. peak future on autopilot. Oh, but you know, baby, that was that was a lot of Zannies that day. <laughs> he had a little he over Zannied. <laughs> you know, the, the fucking the soundtrack was due. The movie's coming out. You know what I'm saying? It's like a Tuesday at like four in the morning. Peak future on autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's an awful. And the thing is, I'm not. I like Future. I think Future is an underrated MC. MC, 
People call him a mumble rapper, but if you listen to what he's actually saying, I'm not going to say he's dropping fucking like these these jewels. Yeah. But Future has bars. If you listen to actually the lyrics, yeah. like it's still the same flossy shit, but it's, there's some thought to it. He's not just out there like making shit up on the fly. Yeah. But yeah, that was easily one of the worst bars I've heard in 2018. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, why are you referencing Slob on my knob? Yeah. It's, it's, but, on a Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but no, it's dope because uh, Jay Z's there spitting like old Jay Z, where you know, like like you know, God MC, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like Jehovah shit. So that's dope. Beyonce's doing the same, which was fucking fantastic Beautiful. because she's doing the whole fucking like you know, bitches got out of my way, which I thought was awesome. Apparently, some subliminals at Drake, at, uh, Drake also because I guess he said something. And she was on some like I, I I don't remember the specifics, but you know he kind of made like a, oh you know I'm the number one artist. And she kind of made a little sly, probably just not, not really beef, but you know playful jab. So it's cool kind of yeah. having these two because pretty much they're pop royalty, like like still like you know like we're we're here at the Pantheon, come up at us hoes type shit, and I, I love I, it. I want uh, Beyonce Drake beef. Oh yeah, no, it's it'd be, it'd like, be amazing. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> and then, and then uh, yeah, and then the only thing like I said, future once again, it's, it's not as bad as. <laughs> That black, <laughs> that black Panther <laughs> contribution to the culture, but it's just kind of like you know, it's it's one of the stuff you would heard on a mixtape, you know, like oh, this it's, this is one of the tracks I fast forward, kind of, you know, not yeah. bad, but whatever. But it's dope because, like I said, it's it's still the beat is solid, and you still have these, you know, Jay Z still, you know, smells with the old Jay Z and Beyonce like out of her power, so it's it's a great song. You're gonna, assuming people don't get sick of that that like that hook by Future. You'll be hearing a lot because you know the weather's getting a little warm. You're gonna hear it bumped around in the club. And it's a and it's a college track, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 He he's 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 still gonna eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, the the last record I want to talk about. Um. And I think I sent you. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it. Um. So Dizzy Rascal dropped an amazing album. Uh. Called Rascal. Oh yes, and number one, like speaking of somebody who has bars, this cat has bars. Yes, this cat like, but he's he's it's basically just a dizzy rascal. So all right, so if you don't know, kids, uh, dizzy rascal is a uh, UK rapper, uh, grime rapper from way back in the day. Uh, Boy in the Corner was like like I think came out in like two thousand one. Yes, and 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 to, to, you can't. My man was making, because, you know, back then, 2001, it was a whole different rapper. You know, yeah. the garage was still popping in the UK. Yeah. You could still, you could still afford samples. <laughs> and my man came out with, like, just primitive, bass-heavy, angry-ass beats made on a PlayStation. Made on a PlayStation. And just basically, like, proto-trap shit. Like, it's just fucking bass, snares, and, and, and just the dude just about to rip your face off. And it yeah. was dope shit. Yeah. And and then you know and then, and then from that point on, so when you listen to like you know your your Stormzies, <laughs> <laughs> your gigs in them, <laughs> he was like there like Rakim basically. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's crazy because he dropped the album when he's like eighteen or something. Like, yeah, you know, because I was like, oh, how old is this guy? He's like thirty three. Like he's still young, you know. But he dropped his album. That's basically him spitting bars over basically American hip hop production, and I'm just and he has like a southern track, he has like a west coast track, he has like a and like specifically American hip hop production, and I'm just kind of but it's and it's also weird because the production is kind of like 
what a British person would think American hip hop. Womp womp. I mean, but no knocks. I mean, like, but the dude like was spinning bars. Basically, it's you know, it's a post Brexit album. So he he like went in on Brexit and kind of like the whole um like the day to day life and the situation post Brexit. Um, like the whole Greenfield Tower thing. Which is insane. You know, like and and yeah. and on a quick aside, you know, we kinda we tend to be American focused for our civil rights and injustices towards people of color. But you Brits <laughs> on the low. I don't know. I mean they, they need their own civil rights movement. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. And I I think like you know, for the most part, I mean, every time I go to Europe, like they're all like mad smug about race relations and saying like they have no problems. Yeah, of course, because we're number one on the Raptors, <laughs> KKK, you know, ultra right. But it's just like, come on, for for a B league, they got some. There's definitely some players on it that could definitely I mean, hit the, the big leagues. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm not even going. I'm like, I'm like, look, we can have an Olympics on race, and I, I would say they they might like come and surprise us. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, we would definitely lose <laughs> you know, some categories. I'm not gonna put them in the B league. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. no, 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 I'm, I'm pretty not. sure. You know, oh, uh, baton beatings definitely. I bet you, you know, right there, you know, shootings obviously don't have as much practice, but baton beatings guarantee you. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, and it's just like it's just it's a grime album that's not grime. It's like the same grime, like you know, cadence and flows, but not grime. And like every single track on this album was like a banger to me. Awesome. And I'm just like, this, this is crazy. This is great. And, and it feels like an old school hip hop album. And like, I'm kind of like played out with like, you know, trap and shit like that. So I was like, this is kind of a breath of fresh air to me. And I'm just like, yo, this, this, this and he's just going in. And he's like, he's like giving 110 for like every track. Dope shit. Yeah. And it's like, and it's it not even the track that I think was an album that was even promoted out here. It dropped in 2017, and I think it got like number ten on the UK charts, you know. But like, I never, I didn't even hear, hear about it until like I was just searching for for like an old Dizzy Rascal track that was in my head, and I was like, oh shit, he dropped an album last year. What the hell? It's weird, you and, know? and then but at the same time, all these other trap dudes, I mean trap dudes, all these other grime dudes have crossed over big, yeah. where like you know. They'll, you'll hear it in the set. You'll hear. I, I'll see it in my regular American news feed. Like, oh, so and so dropped a new track. So it's kind of nuts. Where like, like, arguably and probably still the best trap rapper. I, I, he's definitely like as like you said, he spits. Yeah, he spits in a way where because a lot of trap rappers are very they're very agile. They're very but Dizzy just murders. Like he's somebody yeah. where as far as technique and ability is concerned. Yeah, he's definitely. Like 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 a top tier, yeah. You know, MC, yeah. yeah. And like he'll start like rapping at you fast too, cause and that's a funny thing about. I think that's a lot of the reasons why Americans don't really get into grime, because the grime rappers they started rapping over like ED, well, not EDM, but like garage beats, yeah. And like 90, 110 B, BPMs, so they rap a lot faster. And like that's what Dizzy does. He just like raps like mad fast. <laughs> You know, and then he just becomes like a Tasmanian devil. It's like, <laughs> it's like go, starts going in and in and in, you know, so. Um, and, and in a way where it feels like, and that's the thing I like about Dizzy, because that double time rap, oh God. Like a lot a lot of the times, you know what it is? I think it's because that double time rap has like a flow. Yeah. Like everybody does. Like yeah. that weird, and then not, no, 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 no just to Eminem, but like that kind of like, where Dizzy kind of does it, but because they're so used to rapping so fast, 
the same kind of cadences and flows that regular MCs do, like you said, 80 PPM, he's able to do like, you know, uh, like a hundred easily, yeah. hundred and ten, just because yeah. that's just the you know he's just he's been hitting the gym you know yeah. vocally that way. Yeah. So it's cool because he's rapping fast, but you also have weird cadences. He'll 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 switch his flow up. He'll do this. It's not just all right double time for you know an hour. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, no, it's called Rasket. Uh, it's it's on your streaming services. Check it out. I mean, you know, even if you're a fan, definitely check it out. If you're like curious, I mean, I would probably start with Boy in the Corner. Uh, and then like go to this one, but which still uh, goes hard. Which still goes hard. It's like it's the, it's weird, and that's maybe that makes you wonder now. Cause all right, so obviously trap is is here, right? And I think the reason why all the grime dudes are here is because those kind of like like straight hardcore electronic bass heavy beats yeah. and trap are basically the same exact thing. Yeah. One has more hi hats, one has less. That's it. Yeah. So I think is and that's why Dizzy sounds like so so current now. And I think that's why a lot of the grammar was crossing over. But what's interesting is eventually that wave will change. So maybe by Dizzy kind of switching it up a little bit, it's just like, you know, he's shoring up. So that way, because, you know, eventually, I don't know, who knows what we're listening to. Yeah. We might be listening to Bach beats in the future. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, you know, the, yodels, yodel samples, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever you rap youngins are into. Who knows? What new musical styles you guys cooking up there in the bathroom? Look, I'm not going to bet against anything anymore. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, by by him kind of going to like the essence and just kind of flipping it up and saying, "Hey, I'm versatile" is probably a good thing for all these grime dudes also because ah, uh, the grime and I, and that's why I actually like hearing the grime dudes pop in, like doing American stuff on American type production also because they're good MCs. Yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate where I feel like not unfortunate, it's fuck it, it, it is what it is. Like they kind of stick in it because those grime beats were always fucking hard. Yeah. So it was just like, yo, if we got to do a trap set, why not throw some grime? I kind of want them to be respected as MCs, though, outside of those particular tracks. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. And, and I think, again, like, just going back to this, like, him rapping over American, like, maybe that was the start process. Like, I want to do a, a traditional hip, a, you know, quote-unquote traditional hip-hop album so I can show people. I'm, I'm like, I am just as good, you know, or I'm just as good as, like, I'm probably not just as good, but, like, you know, I can go toe-to-toe. With you know, yeah, any of the dudes, like any, you know, any of the dudes, you know. you know, like I can go toe to toe, like whatever you got for me, yeah. You know? So, yeah, cool, man. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else we gonna talk about? I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's been it's been a weird week. I mean, it, yeah. Well, you know, I, I all right. So Rick Ross is in the hospital. Yeah, and uh, he is in intensive care. Um, and I, and it's kind of weird because it's kind of like at first, obviously, like the deaf rumors started going out, and then those were pulled back, and then there's this like, oh, he's in intensive care, and then those were kind of like pulled back. So it's kind of weird to know like where he is, and obviously, you know, if you've ever had a loved one in a hospital, like that shit can change day to day. So I don't even know what his status is going to be like once we drop this podcast and once he started listening to it. Yeah, get, get, get well, Ross, because he's he's we don't give him the respect he deserves. Exactly, exactly, and I think I I, I want to talk about that a little bit because yeah, I mean he is the mo- one of the most interesting rappers in the game, you know, by far. And you know he, he you know he's from Miami, so he doesn't really have allegiances to different coasts or different like cliques and, and things like that. You know he's not from ATL, he's not from, not from New York or LA, so he kind of carved his own, you know, empire niche out there. Yeah, and then you know Maybach Music Group is just you know 
was you know his top signings aren't from Miami. You know, it's like Wale and uh, Meek Mill and you know like those cats. So, um, but also too like the most interesting thing about him is he went through his career went through a crisis when he was out as a corrections officer. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, I think fortunately for his career, he was, it was like the pre-internet outrage era, you know, where it's like, if this happened to anybody, like if it happened to Drake or something like that, like, you know, it's a wrap. <laughs> but you know what's fucked up and funny, though? Because if you really think about it, as far as like the hood is concerned, like everybody's kind of connected, like, and people kind of forget this. Whereas it's like, it's kind of easy where it's like us versus the cops and it's like this delineation. But like, nah, like look what happened like in fucking like Baltimore where you had the cops going with the dealers to go drop other drug dealers. Yeah. Like in the hood, the hood is the hood ecosystem is not just literally cops and robbers. There's a kind of a weird shady area. So I knew a lot of dudes who like were corrections and were doing some crazy dirt on the side too. Not to say that Rick Ross was that dude. Yeah. But yeah. I felt like the outrage was very much like weird. It was almost weird hip hop purists. As opposed to being like, oh, this is some weird fucking like crazy shit. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and I definitely would think, I, th- I definitely think it was hip hop purists. I remember when I, I think I, I don't even think I said anything about Rick Ross. I think I just wrote about one of his tracks on Cal Sessions way back in the day, and somebody got at me. I was like, yo, like you can't support this dude. He's like so and so, and I think Rick Ross basically said like, I need a job. And corrections officers. <laughs> they got benefits. Yeah, they got benefits. And then, you know, they pay like $15 an hour. Yeah, it can't be bad. Come on. <laughs> Everybody got to so, eat. And I think that that's kind of the problem. It's like when you, you're deep into your puritanical mindset, you don't even think about, you know, like he needed a hustle. He needed something to pay the bills. And, and, and it also know? goes to that Jesse James hip hop mindset where it's like rappers don't come fully formed. Like yeah. rappers have parents. Yeah. Like, like people don't really think about that. There's actually like parents out there and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. People think like you know a rapper comes out and you know suddenly he's hustling and then one day he has an epiphany from God. He goes to Guitar Center, you know, <laughs> buys a fucking NPC, and now he's a rapper. But no, and 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 that doesn't take away from the art. It makes it even more complex. Yeah, like it's not something. And like it, and the big you know the big uh, pop news is also the fact that like Atlanta came out and that's what I think Atlanta kind of covers where nothing's a straight line. Like yeah. the reason Atlanta is weird, but it's weird because the hood is weird. Like nothing goes straight. The yeah. hood is the kind of place where you know you could have like your your friend could be a PO officer who like shot somebody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You could have a judge who buys weed from the corner boy. You know, is this things kind of like kind of intersect because is the kind of place where because you aren't able to have the stability of the suburbs shit falls apart and not in a kind of way where, you know, it's gunshots and drive-bys and yada, yada. just random weird ass shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember like, like one time I remember I walked out, went to work, was walking by and there were dudes like, like literally a SWAT team was barreling down this door with guys with like AR-15s. Mm. But the thing is, since you're so used to crazy shit, it's like, oh, that's happening and that's because of walking. Yeah. And that's the thing is, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's an intersection. So when people kind of get like, oh, Rap is fake, this and that. You got to keep it real. I think they kind of fall into the purest stuff because anybody who's like from the hood hood knows shit is just kind of like, it, it, that's the way shit is kind of is. It's not really. Yeah. Like when you're kind of struggling for scraps, 
you don't really have the opportunity to keep it real per se. Exactly. Like you're keeping it real just because, you know, what, what you're doing is for survival, not to keep it real. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even, even if, you know, cause you know, Rick Ross is not his real name, obviously. Um, he took that from freeway Ricky Ross, which is, you know, drug kingpin. Um, and a lot of people kind of said that, you know, his, he had no authenticity and him having no authenticity, you kind of open up the doors for like, this is what this cat told me, which I, I thought about it when, I, when I was, you know, hearing about Rick Ross, his lack of authenticity opened up the doors for like somebody like Drake who like, you know, <laughs> real hip hop does not <sighs> consider to be <laughs> authentic. And, you know, yes, Rick Ross might be playing a character. But what is it? Why is that a bad thing? You know, like, why is that something? I mean, look, take him to task for being a correction officer. Like, if he was like all about that shit, take him to task for it. But, you know, we never knew if he was or wasn't. Um, I, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it shouldn't really matter, right? If the art is dope, the art's dope. Now, yeah, it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. Like, like, my thing is, like, even with the Drake shit, I don't really mind. Now we can make it, where I make it a little offended is the idea of where you know the Ghost Rider rumors, things like that. Whereas it's like, is this really Drake or it's not really Drake? I kind of I still fall into the side of it's really Drake. But the thing is, if somebody comes in there, spits a dope sixteen, the beat is hot. How can you hate on that? You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't pass a certain kind of cred. Now, obviously, the way it works is the fact of if somebody's you know lives an inauthentic life purely and isn't about the art, it's just about the cash and all these things against them, for them to come and spit that dope 16 is highly unlikely. You know, so it's, it's something to kind of correct itself. Yeah. Like, your shit is either hot or not. Now, obviously, if you come in there and treat your art honestly, the odds of it being hot is going to be much higher, much easier to pull off. If you come in there kind of half-assing it, you know, you're just doing this because you want to make your parents mad, you live in the white suburbs, and yada, 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 yeah. and you have a fallback plan, you go in there and spit that 16, it's not going to be the same thing as some dude where it's like, this is it. This is this is all I have with my fucking art. But at the same time, if my man spits that dope 16, I'm going to be like, oh, this is trash because fucking, let me see your fucking your autobiography. You know, I, I'm not there listening to tracks on some like, oh, I need to know this nigga's name, <laughs> yeah, location, <no. laughs> his, his education, the last four or five hustles he's had. I don't give a fuck. I just give a fuck if that shit bumps. Yeah, no, I feel you. And, and, and I think for the most part, like, I mean, look, every day I, like, I'm hustling. That track, think of like white girls dancing to. I mean, that was a pop track. That was, and that, like, that was a pop anthem. And that was kind of like, an American anthem, you know, it's, it's like, yo, this is like how I'm going to quote unquote, pull myself up on my bootstraps. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's, it's, it's a crossover. Like, it's so funny when you hear that, like I'm in the tech industry and you hear that track at like a tech conference <laughs> 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 and all these startup bros, <laughs> uh, you know, but so I'm, I'm not like, if it's a character or not, like, I think, the, the music kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm the, the biggest Rick Ross fan, but I, I appreciate what he brings to the game. Yeah, and what he brought you know? also, because with him is the fact of where, like, I'm not going to be like he put Trap on the fucking, on the map, but he's a dude where, like, like, Blowing Money Fast, MC Hammer, 
you know, these tracks were... Oh, yeah, blow my yeah. ass, yeah. So, like, you know, because before he had those Maybach songs and, like, you know, the nice production and he was spinning and it was clean, people kind of forget where... I'd make a, a weird distinction where once, like, the South kind of rolls up, New York street rap kind of lost its way. Oh, where Because they were still using the samples, they were still doing everything. Yeah. He was like, yo, you could still do hard-ass street shit. And now, don't get me wrong... People kind of look at him because, all right, he's not doing these crazy, witty bars, and it's not like, you know, four or five level of enchandres and shit like that, but he was spitting real shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, And yeah. very clear, no mumble rap, it's, it's fucking high-def shit. And then when, like, like a fucking a chic lach could come on there and fucking murder that track, like, he was a dude where he kind of made this lane where it's like, yo, over these rumbling, bass-heavy tracks, you can still come out there and spit. He may not have been the spitter, but... The, he he laid the blueprint where your Bobby Schmurders, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a lot of dudes after that since, where it's like, oh, give me this little fucking, you know, give me this little fucking, this bass heavy shit, this summer shit, the shooter shit, and I'm gonna fucking rip it. Yeah. And, and it's interesting too, because like, he, he's not a man of many words when he, when he raps. And I think it's more about like, he brings his charisma, he brings his like, I, it, it's hard to explain, but it's just like, I, Whenever I hear a Rick Ross song, number one, I'm amped. I'm, like, I'm ready to take on the world, you know. But I'm also kind of like I'm in that mindset, and it's weird how he's able to do that just with his presence and his voice, and his just you know, and the production and everything kind of kind of connects and informs his line. Where I'm just like, oh shit, like, like I'm I'm in Miami right now. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> He's he's uh like the like one of the most like articulate like I can't think of an MC obviously you know your Rockham's very articulate yeah but he's somebody where like I said that shit is clean yeah yeah like yeah, there's yeah. never a doubt of any Rick Ross bar there's an authority to it where he's definitely has one of the best voices in hip hop no definitely. whereas it's like when that shit comes booming you know what I'm saying and yeah. and even his aesthetic the Maybach music the little sample of the girl saying it yeah there's a certain kind of it's he's the Dolby sound of hip hop. <laughs> When you say that movie, it's like THX and the fucking thing comes on there. It's like that. That's Rick Ross. Whereas, like, all right, this is gonna be fucking high fidelity street dude shit, and I and I applaud that shit. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. But uh, but uh, yeah, that's about it for us. That's about it. Uh, as always, if you're listening to this, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your brother, tell, tell your, your ex-wife, sister, tell your cousin, <laughs> <laughs> tell your side piece. It's a side piece music. That's what we're doing. Your baby mama and your baby. <laughs> uh, we're on iTunes, Overcast, uh, all, all the fine platforms. Woo. Uh, yeah, and then we'll also go to the couch sessions. We're going to have a uh, Spotify playlist of all the tracks that we discussed. Plus some other ones, some, some other secret bangers you haven't heard. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, take care. Later.